0: It's Brandon with DIY Sound Library again, and today we actually have an interesting episode with Camp Candle. This is the full interview with the band, and this was pre-COVID actually, so me and my friend Eric were lucky enough to get out to one of their shows, um, actually at the pharmacy in Philadelphia. Saw them play live, it was amazing. Uh, We actually sat down with them beforehand and asked them a bunch of questions about how they make their music, who they're inspired by, and a lot of other things as well. So, you'll hear my friend Eric asking some questions as well, and I'm kind of there helping out. Also, note this was done in a live setting, so there's a lot of extra noise kind of around and behind us. A lot of people were there at the show, so just so you're aware. I mean, actually, in retrospect, it's pretty interesting because you can hear the live setting and people talking in the background, and it makes you feel like you're really there at the show. And, you know, none of us have experienced anything like this, you know, six, seven months. So it's pretty interesting, check it out.
1: All right, so let's get right into it. Uh, so just give a brief introduction for who you
2: guys are and what the name of your, your project is. Oh, so we're Camp Candle. Uh, we're like this, like, indie, pop, electronic, R&B, tangle, hip-hop duo from uh, Philadelphia. Say anything? <laughs> I mean, that's
3: the basic gist of it. Where came Canada? Hello. <laughs>
1: uh, so I read that you two are both from Northwest Philly. You grew up in the in the area. Uptown. Yep. Uh, where, where at?
3: Where um, I've lived in Mount Airy, West Oak Lane, Germantown. I'm currently in Mount Airy, so that's where I'll rep right now.
2: Yeah. I, I grew up in West Oak Lane. I live now in Frankfort, on, in East Philly, if there ever was an East Can Philly. Can you not do East Philly? <laughs> East Philly. No, <laughs>
1: So it says you two met in high school. I mean, did you ever picture making music together when you guys met and you became friends? No. no. No,
3: this guy used to, uh, our freshman year, me and a couple friends to save some money so we can get water eyes. He used to escort us through the park, safely. Not a park, it was kind of, what What was that technically? It was a trail. A trail? Yeah, a trail. Yeah, a trail. <laughs> Yeah, he was always cool, you know. But I, I, I never pictured
1: that we would have a career, a like, gentleman. together. <laughs> 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 so how did you two, like, actually meet? Tell me a little bit more about your, your dynamic and your friendship going way back. I don't
2: remember. I don't know. It was just in we, high it was school. Yeah, catching a bus and, yeah. you know, I guess someone, I was, like, with like introduce me to her. I don't remember. I don't it's rem- just it's I so long ago. don't have memory
3: of it. The, the earliest memory is, uh, is walking through the, the trail. Right. Going to get some water ice so we didn't have to pay the 50 cent zone fee. <laughs> when they had that. Uh, yep. And how
1: many years ago was that? How long did you guys go back?
3: That was
2: 2007. No. 2000. 2003. Was it two thousand? Yes. It was hey, freshman 2004? year. Was it 2004? Yeah that was 2004. No because Nicole Barrett stopped going to Solve. No, the 2003 was when we came in there because I graduated. We graduated eighth grade in 2003.
3: That was the and beginning. Then, it yeah, was 2003-2004 to 2004 was our freshman year. Yeah, so 2003-2004 yeah. yeah. since he, he, he trying to
1: get all stupid. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll make it the broad range. We'll, just, we'll, we'll settle on that. Freshman right. year of high school. <laughs> um, so what, what makes you guys get into music together? Like, What are the origins of Camp Candle?
3: Well... Like, we, we we kept touch after high school and stuff like that. We, we we weren't, like, super tight hanging out all the time. We kept touch. And one day, he, he just put on Twitter, I'm in the studio. Somebody come down. And I did. And then from that point, I came down all the time. You know, you can explain what you were doing in the studio.
2: Yeah, so I, I was working with an artist uh, way back when, like, 2011, 2012. And, you know, I kind of had a key to the studio. And I was like, somebody needs to come down and hang out with me. So, like she said, I put it on Twitter. She came down with her guitar and... You know, I'm like, yo, this is what's going on. We, we were excited to, like, actually do something. So we, you know, we made a few things here and there. That was kind of like pre-Camp Candle. It was pre-Camp Candle. You know, we see, we, we, we saw that we had something. It was mm-hmm. it was something there, so. Yeah, it, it was
3: interesting. We were always experimenting, just doing stuff, having fun, just, like, trying stuff, regardless if it was good or bad. Um, and we were working on, you know, sometimes we were working on stuff for the artists, you know, right. the artists that you were producing for. Yeah. But we, it was just really just experimenting and just having fun. And then... What, was, what was, was that under grandpire fortune
1: teller
2: i don't know it's, it was it was whatever it was <laughs> I, it, it had that and then it went to the other project i was doing so it was just something you know okay. something that we created and yeah like, you know, the song or that whatever. was like
3: the, the first like full join that we did and then what was it, 2014, 2013? When we started to be like Camp Candle?
2: 14. 2014. 2014, because of... Uh oh, that's mine. I'll be back, I'm going to grab my... So uh, tell us a little bit more about this uh, little award that you got
1: you got here, <laughs> this little trophy.
3: <laughs> um, so, well, every year, I'm not sure for how long, Children's Hospital has a battle of bands, you know, to bring music to the kids that aren't really able to, to get out of the hospital. and. Um, We played, we did 2018, we did 2019.
2: Did we do 2017? I think we did.
3: I'm not sure. Did we do Battle of the Bands 2017? I think so yeah so yeah <laughs> so yeah and um this is our award you know we we, we did one first place first place 2020 is coming um but it's it's really a joyous experience you know i was telling you earlier like yeah. we go with the mindset like i really want to bring joy to these kids but it's the other way around like it's so inspiring you know just seeing the kids and the parents just having so much strength and regardless of what they're going through like everybody
1: just seems like they're having a good time mm-hmm. so it's it's really cool yeah so why, why Camp Candle the name? Does that mean anything or does it just sound cool? But... At first it didn't mean anything.
2: Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean we
3: tried. Uh, we was going to do like the Candle Six thing for like the tree Life. But then he was like, what about, we, we stuck with the candle. We, like, we, candle was a point because of the light part. And Then he was like, what about the Camp? And I was like, whatever, let's just do it. But it does have a meaning now. So um, instead of being like the sun lighting up the world, the strong one thing, you know, be the, the flame of a candle, you know, you can light a thousand candles from just one flame, so I can light his, and he can light yours, and you can light his, and on and on, so it's like a camp of candles can light up the world, so, that's what it's evolved to.
1: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy you, you attributed meaning to it after the fact you think that that's really nice. I mean, sort of
3: nice. it's about honesty and transparency, right? Yeah, no, right, it's like, you could've, you could've just completely fooled me, like, oh, it's completely like a vision. I mean, we knew where we were going with it, we just weren't there yet.
1: Gotcha. Why the, uh... What the stage names, Nura and Hatepsa, uh, I think that's your middle name, right?
3: It's my, it's actually my given African name. Really? Yeah. It was given to me. I didn't pick it, choose it. It was really? chosen for yeah. me. So given, yeah. Given by Um. So we are, are like our religion, African spirituality. So like some priests within um, our temple. We're, we're part of, provide our names because names have meaning and they carry energy. And it's like a reminder of what we're here to do from day to day. So interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell, us, tell me a little bit more about that, spirituality, spirituality part.
2: Because I know you mentioned that with the plant-based thing. I mean, like, would you want to go into that a little bit more? Uh, so with, with spirituality, we look at it from the aspect of, you know, it's stages to life. And, you know, there's life is a school. And, you know, you graduate from certain schools and things like that. So we're just at a stage in our life where we graduated from high school now we're going into college, mm-hmm. you know, um, to, to give a – I guess, a good analogy about what spirituality is. And spirituality, unfortunately, has a stigma in society where it's, you know, people doing yoga and burning incense and things like that. And it's not, it's not about that. It's, it's about understanding who and what you are and, you know, using that knowledge to make an impact in your everyday life and the people around you. It's, it's the, and and it's funny how it ties into the candle because that's, you know, that, that that that's really just the gist of Camp Candle. You use your light to light others, you know.
1: Yeah. yeah. How's it play into your music, the spirituality? I mean, do you, do you find that as a way of like, I want to say worship, but like, what, what's the word? You it's, know, like... it's not about worship. It's, yeah, no, I yeah. can't think of the
3: right thing. Yeah, spirituality really is about like self-development and yes. discovery. And like he said, we're graduating throughout life, right? So, I'll you know, in our conversation, I was saying like, Camp Candle is a vehicle of our growth, mm-hmm. whether it's spiritual, personal, you know, Financial, hopefully, one day.
2: <laughs> it's the
3: it's vehicle of our growth. So, you know, the music we're making, you know, from the sounds to the feel that you get from this to it to the lyrics, it's a reflection of either something that we've gone through, something that we're going through, but regardless of what it is, it's change. And that's really what spirituality is supposed to be for. It, You know, it's not about worship, it's about really. Using whatever works for you to, to change and just be better every day, and that that's the goal to be ultimately to be the best you know that you can be. Not not necessarily like competition wise, but your best self and learning who that is because most of us don't know who we are, you know. Um, especially within society, we're given a certain image. Given that we were talking about that earlier, you know, like you gotta you gotta. Hustle! You gotta do this. You know, get this job yeah. and do this and go on vacation. Sorry, messed up the audio. Well, but um, but <laughs> yeah, it's about self-discovery and
1: self-betterment. That's really what it is. You know, so I agree with that one hundred percent. I'm so happy you guys touched on that. Yes, that's so interesting to me because you know, coming recently spiritual in the last few years, I just kind of notice today's age. It's like almost stigmatized to be. Yeah anything other than material you know mm-hmm. especially in like right. this kind of culture today so yeah. it's in Philly everything's just, just all clap chasing and stuff like that but yes. like it's really interesting you guys have like a higher uh, calling I guess you guys yeah. do it's not just for the money kind yeah
3: of- no it's what are you putting out and it's not wrong there's plenty of music that is not doing anything for me spiritually personally yeah. I'll just rock with it sometimes, yeah. sometimes I'm not moving sometimes I just want to shake my ass it's fine but that's that's not <laughs> that's not what we're doing you know right. this. we want people's to see people be their best selves, and that's something that we're learning how to do, and it's a lifelong process. We probably won't even complete this time. Maybe next ne- next lifetime. Maybe I'll get you know what I mean. But it's something we want to share with people, you know. And that, that's the energy we're putting out. That's that's the goal, really. The intent It's just like, hey, you can grow, you can change, you can heal, you can be better, you can have a good day even when you want to have a bad day. Mm. Um, this is what we did. We do it too.
1: So. So awesome. that. that's, that's really interesting. Um, so an in article about you guys In an interview you did uh, you described you guys as co-everything so you guys, <laughs> that's, that's your process for things. Um, obviously you're the vocalist and you do a lot of producing but like how how does the song formation come where's the creative process for coming up with the actual songwriting and, and mm-hmm. the, the sound that you guys get describe the process behind making that music. Yeah, I mean
3: sometimes there's a typical process and sometimes it's different depending on the song you know let, let's, let's talk about the typical process where
2: Uh, A typical process, you know, I I may come with, like, some sound or something like that. I may lay some drums. And, you know, she may do, like, a a melody over it, you know, kind of do, like, top line and, like, add a little line Mm -hmm. here and there or or whatever, and then we'll go over it over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, That wasn't the process for every song, but, you know, that's, like, the general process. Right. If it's a
3: typical process, that's a typical process.
2: But
3: some songs, like... Our song NRT, it literally was like a skeleton, it was what, bass, drums, and a weird-ass sound,
0: and you yeah. had a melody. Yeah. He had a,
3: like, he did the, like, the all, like, he's singing most of that song. Everything that he's singing, that melody he came up with. The parts that I'm singing, I came up with the melody, but, like, he came up with the, the entire melody for what he's singing, and then he was just like, put some words to it. So then, no, you actually, the first couple words, you did it, and then I wrote the rest of it. There's our song Mr. P. It, it started as, I don't even remember how it started, but he had the first verse, and then I finished it. Mm-hmm. You know, the song, Fillin' Away, did I? Oh no, I, I mixed it up, but it's okay, I mixed it up. I said the, the drums, the uh, the melody and the other part, I, was, I meant to say Fillin' Away, but I said NRT. But no, I, I
2: mean, well, NRT, Pretty much the same thing, right. like I, But you didn't you know,
3: have the you didn't have the melody for "Filling Away." You had the melody for NRT, so I was right. I had a ba- more
2: with the, the opening vocal part,
1: right? Like the vo- like the, the choir, the chorus, or whatever. Or am I thinking of a different song? you guys have? I'm I'm thinking like there's like an
3: opening where it's like voices, like it's and then NRT uh, is him and auto tune, like through most of the song. Okay, that's I think it's one of our, our newer songs.
2: Okay, well, "Filling Away" was like a baseline that I had. Mm-hmm. I was singing in the shower and I like put down and then. I just left it alone, and then one day we were working on music, and then and I started putting drums to it, and then it was like, "Oh snap!" That
3: was the fastest we ever did a song. Yeah, like I think, did I do the whole melody that that night? I think you did. Did the whole melody that night? It didn't take long to write it, and then it was done, and then. So, like so for the most part, most of the songs, yeah. you know, he'll come with the, the skeleton and then we'll build it up together. You know, he's doing the production, but, you know, sending him like, hey. <laughs> but, he, you know, he's, he's the mastermind. He's the, the puppet master over there. And then I'll do the lyrics and the melody. But some songs, he comes with a melody and then I put lyrics songs. Some songs, like like the way he's lyrics and melody. Like he's singing that whole song. I'm doing supporting him as a background, but it, it really is different. But typically, typically he does the, the, the sound ski for it. it and yeah, then I'll come like with melody all and, and lyrics, like or we work like together like, with yeah, melody, whatever, but... Yeah. It is, even though beach, we're doing separate parts, I, I'm it's still us doing thing it, thing like, it's, I don't know, it's, it doesn't feel separate, it's not like, I'm the lyricist, and you're the producer, and this is, like, it's still cohesive, like, it's still a us thing, like, there's still a one spirit working on it, you know?
1: Right, the spirit of King of Yeah, for real! Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's interesting, like, you do one thing, bounces off the other, expires the other, and like yeah. it's kind of a cyclical yeah. sort of thing. You mentioned soundscape, I kind of want like to touch on that, too. Personally, I, I absolutely love the soundscape did you guys go for. It. It's just so it's just so clear as far as, like, all the treble, mid bass section, like, all the synths and everything. It just feels so buttery and, like, smooth everything, the way it mixes together. How long did it take you to refine that kind of sound? You know, Did it take a lot of practice and years of <laughs> mixing and stuff to... Gonna
2: handle on that? Yeah, I'm, I'm still not where I want to be. So I have a goal in mind to, you know, I was listening to Chronic the other day. I mean, you know, just to reference Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, like, when he makes the Chronic, he did most of it himself. You know, I want to eventually get to that point where it's like, you know, I have a good grasp of what's going on. So throughout the, the course of Camp Candle, it, it's been really just trial and error. You know, and, and watching a whole bunch of uh, tutorials and, you know, taking classes and things like that. And um, I, I think now, like, you know, because I'm also working on other music, I think now I just have an understanding on what works. And I'm ready to, you know, take that thing that I'm understanding and, you know, use it in a ca- candle to just build upon that, you know, that butteriness and just, you know, that the... the the clear dynamics, I'm, I'm, I'm super heavy in the dynamics, you know, I'm making sure that there's, you know, a contrast to everything, you know, once again, that touches on the spiritual aspect of things, because there's always a light to a dark and, you know, positive to a negative, so, you know.
3: (laughs) But it's, uh, but lush is lush. (laughs) I, I think any, any song that we've worked on, if there's ever a criticism or, like, what should this be? What should it be more like? And it's just like, it's always, l- lush is always a word that comes out when we're working on something. It's just like, let's make this part more lush. Like, I feel like if there's, like some of our songs are very different, you know? Like even the, with the genre bend in, it can be very different. Like there's a, there's a common theme, but like it's different. But they're all lush. I think they're
1: all lush. I think lush is the best word to describe it. Because mm-hmm. when I listen to the music, it's like every just part of the, the, the soundscape is filled. Like there's no empty part. Do you... Like, how long does it really take to, like, come up with a, a beat like that or, like, a, a track where everything's just, like, layered so deeply?
2: Over time, like, let's take, for uh for instance, I'm thinking about Come With Me and the process that we have for Come With Me, which, at first, it was just, like, really skeletal, and over time, you know, we have the the, the EP date that we're trying to get, you know, the, the, whatever we have in our mind, and then everything is just coming to it, like, oh, snap, we should and try just, this, we should try yeah, this, yeah. add these chords, like, you yeah. know. Let's try this over here. And and it just became more and more lush. And I'm like, I'm really proud of, like, how Come With Me came out. Because and it wasn't like that at first. It
3: wasn't. And I think it came from us just going back to how we started. Just experimenting and having fun. I think once because there's, like, some percussion in there. So I'm in there playing the was it the congas. Yeah. I'm on there playing the congas. He's playing, like, a glass bottle. Like... like and we were just having fun, and like glass back by the I do no, I, I didn't take your, con- I you didn't take your conga, so why are you taking my glass bottle? You know what I mean, <laughs> I bottle yeah. So like we were just playing around with the percussions, like the live percussions, just having fun, and it just opened you up. And I think from that point, once we laid, you know, the the percussions, the live percussions, like it was just like, all right, let's just try anything, and then we got to where we needed to be. Like, it's just it was fun. It was a lot of it was a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> That's my jam. <laughs> it really seems like you guys have a lot of fun doing it, from what I can tell. Yeah. yeah. Um, you talked about this with Chronic and Dr. Dre, which kind of flows perfectly into the next thing. Yeah. Alright, so musical uh, influences, how they play into Camp Campbell. So,
2: for the most part, excuse student it's really rough. It's really rough. It's going Um, For the most part, I grew up, you know, my mom's, like, a big Jackson fan, so Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson. So, um, you know, just the Jacksons in general is, like, a huge influence on, especially, like, the rhythm and how I pay attention to rhythm and things like that, you know, especially, like, when the Jacksons left. Even in the Motown era, because Motown is, you know, when it comes to rhythm, like, Motown just had it down packed. I think that's why they're so... The music from the Motown era is so important, you know, just even now because of of, uh, what they've done and music in general. So, you know, Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, I've I've also delved into uh, shoegaze and goth and, you know, you know, metal and things like that. So I kind of take the what, what I really enjoy from a lot of what I've picked up, you know, especially during my, like, high school years and, and you know, kind of coagulated into what we have with Camp Candle, you know, just the, the all the highlights of what I like about, you know, each genre that I really, I really, uh, I really uh, not identified with, but, you know, I really had a, a, a connection to, you know. I, I think one of my... Um, my, my all time favorite albums, or two of them, is We're like, like dry, My Bloody Valentine's Love This, which, you know, just the, 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 the audacity to be different from, you know, what was going on at the time and then create a whole, you know, uh, uh, a subculture of, of music and musicians from just experimentation and, and, and um, you know, uh, and every time you hear about the greatest, you know, albums ever, you know, whatever list they have, like *Loveless* is definitely on there, and the same thing for like, uh, you know, *Slow Doves*, uh, *Slovakia*. Like, that's that's one of my favorite records as well. You know, um, just to highlight those two records because they're so and, and, and complete like contrast of each other. Like, they're the the complete opposite of each other, but they mean so much to what. I want yeah, to, you know, it, it, bring in the Camp yeah, Candle because I I feel like with the you know like the rhythm yeah, yeah, like, speed, right? speaking about speaking about rhythm like hip hop is really important you know, and Camp Candle as well because the beats you know I'm really heavy in the beats you know it's what, it's, I was a hip hop producer before we were doing Camp Candle so you know I always had those conversations like I like to see when these things meet you know I, I remember you know sampling certain stuff and playing it for people and i'm like what the what is this i don't like this as soon as i put a beat on it it's a different story like oh this is dope i never heard nothing like this before you know so that right there i'm like yo that should be camp candle you know i want to just give everybody you know what i'm saying you know i want to share it with someone who understands and you know who, who has my yeah. best interest, and I have her best interest. You know, it's 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 a it's a real family thing. It's a it's a real connection there. So, you know,
1: well, I certainly connect with it. I mean, I love the stuff that you guys come up with, and like, all the influences that that come together to make what you you guys make. I mean, I really think that like it's something, just something that's like. Taking from all sorts of modern genres like you know R and B and hip hop and like but like also electronic and and, and um, yeah, yeah. Or what we should call trance stuff like it's like unlike a lot of stuff I've ever heard so you really have a unique sound going for sure you know, I mean where credits do I mean, I'm just kind of gushing right now I'm, I'm just kind of a fan but uh, how about you uh, what about these references for you
3: I don't think I have anything to add to that you pretty much did it all but um I'll touch I guess I'll touch the yeah. stuff he hasn't touched on you know. Yeah. We our music tastes are very similar. There's not many places where it differs. Um I listen to some country he will not. I think that's I think that's pretty much the only thing where we won't ever agree. And it's not even like I say country but it's the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> so it doesn't even count. It doesn't count. <laughs> but um we, we listen to a lot of the same stuff, you know. Um he definitely was listening to heavier stuff, you know, high school age. I was listening to like the the almost pop like stuff like Chevelle, Saliva, you know, where he was listening to to home name bands and sometimes I don't know what he's talking about, you know. But we, we both we both were even if it was different levels, we both were listening to stuff that our peers weren't really listening to, you know. And I remember just like my friends making fun of me for listening to why you listen to this stuff, you know what I mean? Like it's just like you mentioned like connecting to or feeling hurt or whatever, but it's just like I listen to stuff that was different or strange because I felt different and strange and and it made me feel like I wasn't alone so like um I don't know I, I listen to everything I'm, as a kid obviously a lot of pop music I definitely used to make like my own little VHS not VHS cassette tapes from taping songs on the radio you know the pop music um, Mariah Carey my first <laughs> musical love you know like his Michael uh, Jackson and Jackson, Jackson 5 and that's Mariah Carey but
1: right, Mariah Carey's a good one as someone who listened to Death Grips I don't know if you guys know about that yeah, but yeah, I, I, I completely vibe with like what you're talking about like all that's my friends, my friends are like yeah. you I'm like dude don't, <laughs> don't yeah, I'm actually my <laughs> angst alright yeah. <laughs> so
3: I, there's not really a genre that I would shy away from. You know. it, for me, it's about feeling. Do I connect with it? You know, do I feel happy? Do I feel sad? Do I feel, am I moved somehow, regardless of how it's moved? Again, sometimes I just wanna shake a little bit something. That's being moved. But sometimes I wanna contemplate my life and sometimes I just wanna stop feeling sad. So it's about the feeling for me. You know, I I can take influences from anything and leave them there as well, so. never gets you feeling away, right? Yeah. To reference the (laughs)
1: Got
0: it. We're really
3: touching uh, on everything uh, I think
1: uh, I want you Okay, Okay, what's the biggest struggle as far as your musical career goes? Like, what do you think is the biggest challenge you guys had to overcome, like a hurdle or obstacle for you guys?
3: I think a constant obstacle is that it's our career, but it's not our career yet. So I still gotta go to work. I still have other responsibilities. It's not like this is like my one and only thing that I have to deal with outside of, you know, my personal life. You know what I mean? So I mean thankfully I'm only at one job now. There's times in my life where I've had three jobs, two jobs, I only have one right now, so it's nice. So being able to have time. I would love to have more time just to focus on Cam Candle, <laughs> but we work with what we got. You know what I mean? Um, and then I guess just in the industry, just just making our way through it. You know, if you want to speak on that. Like.
2: Yeah. Um, the quote-unquote industry, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's it's very interesting when you're you're trying to connect with folks and things like that, and. and they don't quite understand what you see in yourself, so you have to constantly prove yourself to people, and it's a constant cycle of having to do the same thing over and over again. And even once you quote unquote prove yourself to you know people, it's, it's still like, well, I don't know what you're really capable of, anyway. You know, and for me, that that's the that's the the, the hurdle that you know um, I'm finding myself having to jump over all the time. You know, and I really have to check. Me, you know, because I, I I find myself sometimes allowing that affecting me, you know, allowing that to affect me, you know. Where I'm having conversations and getting into deep conversations about about why X, Y, and Z happen and, and you know whatever else. And I'm, I'm not really gonna go like too detailed into, you know, um, I guess the music industry and whatever else. You know, we haven't really haven't we haven't really even embarked on it, but just the 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 the, the, the minor things that we have and you know, uh, experience is just like we're not at an any like we're so much different from that, you know. And and, and that's another thing too. It's just like uh, we're so much different from that and different from the, the the status quo that you know we find ourselves having conversations with people, and they're like, Yo, I feel like you should be we ex- You should be here. You should be more quote unquote famous than you already are. And it's like, you know, we kind of have to wait for other people to catch up to what we're doing. You know, it's it's so left field at this point even though it's so familiar still you know not the normal thing you know
1: I think you guys. I think there's definitely the spot in the market you guys are occupying. It's you not know, being taken by anybody as far as the sound goes. I'm just wait for you guys to
0: definitely build up.
1: I see such potential. That's just me. Um, but actually, what's well, the next question I have? What defines success for you guys? I mean, not monetarily obviously, because it's so into a spirituality thing. But like, how would you define success with this whole, this whole project or in general?
3: I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, and you know, and just. We can listen to our music like that's a point a point of the process of us making music is when we get it there and sometimes it'll get a chill sometimes i feel like i want to cry and that's when i know that it's like all right it's there like it might still need to be mixed a certain way it might, but we, we we accomplished it and it's about a feeling and you know most people their feedback is just like i feel good like listening to music makes me feel good and that's 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 the goal, you know, for, for my, like, I'm not going to speak for him, but for me, it's just, there's so much crap going on in the world, you know, and if you could take a moment to step outside of that and just have a moment of joy or a moment of relaxation or a moment of whatever, just peace, that, that I want as many people as possible to feel that, and if that's something that we can do, and we are able to do that, and we hit a lot of people with that and make them just feel good, even if it's just for four minutes, or if they come to show 30 minutes, whatever, that, that, to me, is the success, you know, being able to reach more people and help them feel better. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it's to me.
1: Uh, for me. For me, success is,
2: you know, the, the, the it, it's perpetual. It's not even, you know, just like, all right, this is success. It's like, uh, you know, success is when... I'm able to affect my family from, you know, what I'm doing with Camp Candle. Success is, you know, being able to affect the people from what we're doing with Camp Camp Candle. You know, success is, you know, uh, having the uh, uh, ability to, you know, Change people's lives through music, you know, and and that to me is the most important thing, you know. A lot, you know, folks talk about monetary success and things like that. It's it's cool. It's an accomplishment that I wanna I wanna reach, you know. It's a goal I wanna reach. I want my bills paid. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I don't wanna have to, you know, think about oh damn, you know, phone bill. My phone was cut off yesterday, so you know. (laughs) But, um, yeah, but, you know, that's all good. But the the most important things are being able to to move the trajectory of of music and and time itself, you know, with what we're doing. And it's big aspirations, but, you know. It's
3: doable, and we're doing it. And it it even goes back to what you were talking about earlier. Briefly, you know, as far as the industry, and you're talking about, you know, having an effect on the trajectory of where music is going. And really, I, I would love for, I think we would be successful if we got to a point where we're able to kind of change I guess the status quo of what the music, music industry is, you know, like there, there's a lot of traps there's a lot of challenges that people face and a lot of crap people fall into and it doesn't have to be that way it doesn't have to be that way like we should be holding doors open for each other and helping each other, you know, it, it shouldn't have to be a competition and who can make this bread and who can get over on who, like it doesn't I don't want to do that and I I think one measure of success is, is us being able to establish ourselves and being able to whether we start a label or we're just helping people just like us do what they want to do and you know we're doing this all you know from the ground up so we're learning the business aspect of it you know we've had some successes in certain things and certain things we're learning opportunities so we want to use our experience to help others along the way you know and really change the way at least on this level you know indie artists the way they are within the music industry, and the way the music industry is affecting them, and how they're affecting it—you know—it the way it looks today, it, it doesn't have to look like that. As far as the negative side, you know, obviously positive is a positive, but business don't have to be brutal. It doesn't. It doesn't. No. There could be love there. you can handle your business, but there could be love there. Like
1: hard to find these days.
3: Yeah, I, I, we don't need to shit on people. Like it's not necessary.
1: It's, it's not necessary. <laughs> I love, that. I love the attitude you guys bring. Yeah, like, um, this is a great interview by the way. I really yeah, love so it. Like so, um,
0: here, like, so let's
1: get more off the music and off of you guys into the scene itself and the live shows. Do you guys get nervous before you go up on shows or has that kind of disappeared over time? Well,
3: I don't really feel the nerves anymore. You know, like I used to have to like take a dunk before like I would get like so nervous. It's <laughs> like, you can leave that in. I don't care. It's, <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's my transparency. is cool. Yeah. Like yeah,
3: yeah, I have to take a dunk and like just get nervous and then have to breathe and like do some qigong and stuff. But it is... It feels like less performing at this point and more just, I guess you're just going to church. it's more spiritual. It's more like, all right, what are we sharing with these people tonight? I mean, sometimes if it's a new experience or we're in a new place and like, you get, you get a little jittery, but like the nerves that I had when we first were, were doing shows, it's, it's not really there. You know, I mean, that's not to say I never get nervous, but it's, it's not nerve wracking to go up anymore. You know, so yeah.
1: I bet you you feel similar.
2: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, sometimes when I'm on stage, I have to remember to breathe. Mm-hmm. And then if I try to breathe, then I like mess up like a drum part. <laughs> but for the most part, no, I don't get messed anymore.
3: And I think it's helpful. It's just like this is my family, so like even if I am like, oh god, I just look at him and he's he's normally either he's going through the same thing or we do something and make each other smile and laugh. And it's just like it's really just getting rid of the tension. Like you say, sometimes you got remember to breathe, but sometimes I'm like my shoulders is up. Especially when I play guitar, it's just like, I'm like, all right, don't F it up. And it's just like, because I'm thinking that, I mess up. And then when I don't think about it, it's just fine, you know? And it's just like, they don't even know the notes anyway. Who cares? I mean, a lot of people, there's some very strict musicians that would care, but whatever. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's, it's not as nerve-wracking anymore. It, it's more, it feels more natural now. Like, not. I'm, I'm not saying we're, we're like, I, I don't feel like a pro, like, oh, I'm going to rock the stage all the time, but... I don't know.
1: It feels good. Uh, so it take a lot of trial and error to refine your live sound compared to like a more pre-recorded, like studio mix, very clean experience. Uh, to like transferring that to like a live uh, yeah. set, does that take a lot of time? Or are you still fiddling with that? Are you happy with the
2: sound that you have? Or? S- still, still fiddling with it. Yeah. You know. I mean. <laughs> it was a point in time where I used to haul around my laptop and a table yeah. and we didn't have a snare stand. We just worked with what we <laughs> had. Yeah. That, I mean
3: I think and I think you say trial and error. I don't really think there was much error. It's just yeah, it's really it just like elevation trial. moment. Yeah. It's it's we just work with what we got, you know? Now, you know, he has the, the sample, like it, it is It's just moving up in increments. Eventually, you know, I would love for us, like if we're on tour to have a live band with us, stuff like that, that would be awesome. But that's that's just not what we have right now. It's not something that's feasible for us right now. And that's okay. We make the best of what we got. So I don't think it it, it ever was like, oh, we did this, we're never doing that again. It's like, we did this, this works. What's the next thing? Like, oh, or I came across this opportunity, let's do it. But it's never been like, oh, let's never do that again. Like We haven't really had many errors. It's just, we're getting things or we come into a little bit of money or whatever, or somebody gives us this and yeah, it's just, yeah. time is moving. Every we i talking about getting older, you're like, oh, you got more money. So I'm like, yeah, but there's more bills too. Mm-hmm. You know, like. More
1: <laughs> So. Moving on to the The actual live aspect What do you think Is the the best And worst experience You've had So far In your your touring Best and worst Memories That you've made I know the worst experience
3: Is when we played That show With that band That was like They weren't Outwardly rude But like They were just like Standing in front of the stage With their friends With their backs turned And like It was just It was just really weird Like It just wasn't welcoming And I think that's, That's one of the only shows Where we played And we were like Are we out? We'll well, stick no, around. It
2: was another one too. It was another one. Was a, a, a touring act came and and um, they weren't they they weren't welcoming at all, you know. Was, and
3: <laughs> I think we're talking about the same place, the same people. No, that dude no. from Philly. Never mind. Yeah, yeah,
2: no, I'm where, where Tani was. She was the only person in the crowd. I don't remember this one. At at Johnny Brenda's.
3: Oh, yeah. I remember that. The other band that came was awesome. They were cool. We yeah. talked to them for a little bit. Oh, I forgot about that. I wiped that from my mind. Yeah, I think I think they had, like, big heads. I I, I, I would hope, and I hope that we would never get to that point, you know. And if, if we did, even if it wasn't intentional, if it was just situational, environmental, or just people gassing us up, I hope somebody humbles us. Because that was drawing, like, it... it there's no reason that like that. Yeah, yeah. That that was a that was a weird experience. But like I said, the other band was cool, and it, it wound up still being a good night. Right, 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 right. Yeah. We left early, but not as early as that other one. Yeah,
2: we we <laughs> rolled right out of there. And, and it,
3: so it comes down. So it did not even come down to the crowd. It came down to the other our 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 peers and. You know, I guess it's ego. It comes down to ego. You know, we're all egotistical to some point, right? But it, it's how does it affect other people? And that that's when it matters. Because we're, we're people. We have ego, right? Um, but when it's like when you're... Like I said earlier, you don't need to shit on people. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you, you don't need to. You can flex. You don't need to, like, dumb on them. Like, and I think that's what made those experiences. Those people you know, kind of jumping on me, And that's not cool.
0: You know, I don't care who you are.
3: We're still people at the end of the day. We can treat each other equally. We can be kind, welcoming. You don't gotta chat me up. I don't care. I kinda wanna sit in the corner anyway, but you ain't got to poop on me. <laughs> and that like, I, I won't blame it on the venue. I won't blame it on the crowd. It's it's our peers. And, but I think that that comes with, it's like a complex, right? Cause you're a musician. People are telling you you're awesome. You feel awesome. You have to think you're awesome. You know, to, you know take an early Kanye West. He had. That's how he had to present himself, like, I'm the absolute best. And that's how he got people to listen to him eventually, right? So, <laughs> but it's a time to turn that off. And a lot of people don't know when to turn stuff on and off. Like, we're, right now, we're in a sudden, we're busting it up, we're laughing, talking, I can talk to people in the room. But then, I can go home and reach, I can go four days without talking to people. I can turn it off. Please. I can't wait. Next weekend, I don't have nothing planned. I'm turning it off.
1: <laughs> but, you know...
3: You gotta turn the ego off sometimes So and I, I think that's just what it is with, with musicians, because it's a part of You have to have the, 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 the persona on stage You gotta believe in yourself, right? And you gotta be rough with it because people gonna tell you you suck then They're not gonna say that you're not good enough So you gotta have
1: the ego, but turn it off sometimes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I couldn't put it anywhere better myself. Um I ran into people like that you're talking about in the Philly scene. It's like dude, like it's you're just a guy making music. I don't know why are you <laughs> acting like you're like so much higher in the clouds and like right. uh, I think it's all that's all the
0: questions I had. No, and you can tell the interview just kinda of cut out there. Uh they actually had to play their show, so we had to kind of stop the interview, let them set up um, but yeah, they're awesome. Check out their music and thank you so much for listening to that. Uh, I know I enjoyed listening to that, just hearing the atmosphere of a live show. It's, it's something that we've all lost. You know? it's, It'll be exciting to just hear this and get back into it, uh, hopefully in 2021. So yeah, DOS on Library. Peace.